following is a presentation of Financial Crisis Recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Right, Todd Rooker. I'm here. If you didn't fortunately get a chance to hear me on Jason and Mike's show, you're in for even more. <laughs> Carry over. And if, on the other hand, you didn't like listening to me, now is your time to shut it off. <laughs> I don't recommend that. Keep your radio tuned here. That is so nice of you. I so much appreciate that. We have another great uh, weekend here at Radio Show with Great Waters Retirement Radio. I have Nick Folks on the show with me. And uh, we are going to be talking about your retirement, how to plan for it, and how to to get yourself down the road. Uh, And, you know, it, it just always occurs to me, and it's a point that it's always worth making, that the difference between a retirement specialist and a financial advisor, I really believe is lost on most people. And the, the thing that I, that I thought of, or at least that I felt occurred to me, is the dramatic difference between an educator uh, and, as opposed to somebody who is just in the business. I mean, in fairness, most people who pick their investments really aren't picking their investments. They're going to their HR department. Maybe they've got somebody specifically in benefits and, and, uh, who, who helps them sign up for their, in their, their 401k or whatever retirement plan they have. And then they pick the pie chart that most people do. Uh, well, this is what most people do, or this is what I do. And for the next 30 years, if they stay at that company, that's their investment strategy. <laughs> yeah, the automatic allocation strategy. Right. That they right. Well, you're, you know, you're young, you're 35 years old. So, you know, it's a 70 30 split. We're going to do 70% in equity investments, you know, mutual funds, index funds, whatever. And we're going to do 30% in bonds. Well, when they're 60, you ask them, why'd you do that? And they look at you like a deer in the headlights yeah. saying, well, isn't that what everybody does? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you really do need to open yourself up to learning how, uh, how I mean, if you, if you really do have designs on retirement, then you have to educate yourself. And you have to be working with competent people who are going to take the time to help you make the decision. We're all adults. It's an insult to our intelligence for somebody to say, do this, and then not tell you why. Tell me why. I'm smart. Educate me. And then we can work together, and I have confidence. And not only do I have confidence, I have a comfort level with the people I'm working with. Yeah. Well, look, that doesn't, that, that isn't, uh, sadly, that isn't necessarily something that happens with most people's financial advisors. In the retirement specialty, it is always something that happens, and you really want to be with people who are encouraging that and presumably are young enough to outlive you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I had to throw that in there. So, so Nick, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah, so today we're going to talk about a, a big component of retirement planning that a lot of people don't necessarily lump uh, inside of it. But if you're doing holistic planning, it's something to be thinking about. We're going to be looking at estate plans today and the, the significance of it. You know, a lot of people... Um, 
when you talk about estate plan, they're like, ah, I just want to hold off on that. I, I don't think I'm going to die. Or, you know, I got my estate plan. My kids are going to take me out back and uh, we've got an agreement and, you know, then my kids will just get everything. And I wish it was that easy, but we'll, we'll touch on some of the things you need to be thinking through as you're getting ready for uh, retirement, as you're getting ready for um, the future. And, you know, an estate plan is not just about what happens after you die. It's also got a lot to do with what you want to happen while you're still alive as well. Estate planning is, is such a powerful thing. I I I, I listen. I listen to you say that, and just my my mind is flooded with ideas, considerations, concerns. You know, folks. I started my career a long time ago, and I'm from a small town, um, or at least spent a lot of time growing up in Crookston, Minnesota, where you have family farmers. And I and a good friend of mine who was an attorney had designs on doing estate planning. And back in those days, it was a different business or a different world than it is. You did have the generational tax. It was absorbent. It was yeah. a lot of money. And if you didn't do proper planning, you could you, your heirs could lose everything. Yep. So when we went to do that, uh, we thought that it was going to be a grand plan to do this type of planning because, of course, who wouldn't want to do it? And when we did, we found out that the farmers that we wanted to talk with, never, nevertheless, nevertheless, the fact that we drank a lot of coffee with them, they were less interested in generational tax and more interested in asset protection because it was a, during a time, the mid-80s, where they were liquidating family farms right in the front yards. There were auctions going on. It was a horrific time. And so the one thing I'll say about estate planning is be concerned with the fact that not only are you protecting yourself or minimizing tax liability, trying to avoid probate, uh, dealing with, with spend down for, for nursing home care, but also be concerned with if something should go wrong in your 80s where you run into somebody or yeah. something happens where you sue them or where they sue you rather, that you are not going to lose everything. And that's really, really important. I mean, that's one of the thoughts as you say that to me. The other thing is how quickly this can happen overnight. As somebody who had a stroke just five weeks ago, that's mm -hmm. me, um, nothing's ever going to happen to you until it does. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's, I, I mean, I was, I, 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 I think that's an astounding statistic that average widows are 59 years old. Average women, average. That means half of the people that, that, that are in this study are dying before. Wow. Whose husbands are dying before 59 and a half. Widows, 59, 59 and a half. And you're having to deal with these horrible issues. And they come at you so fast and yeah. so hard. Under timelines and deadlines. Absolutely. And they, and they have, and you have, and most people have no idea that if my spouse dies, if she passes away, I can't just walk into the bank and say, well, you know, I need to take the money out of her account or I need to pay the bills because it's in her account. You don't get to do that. You have to have that arranged in advance. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You have to make sure that you're thinking through um, what is what are the assets that you're holding jointly? What are the assets that you're holding um, as individuals? And then you also have to think about, you know, what is your relationship complexity? A lot of people don't realize what happens if you're in a second marriage. Right. So um, we have a over 50 percent divorce rate today. and We have a lot of people who are getting remarried for the second time. Now, if you have children from a previous marriage and and you don't have a proper updated estate plan, um, a lot of people don't realize that 50 percent of what you have goes right back 
to those children, even if you wanted it to right. go to your spouse, or even you know if you didn't update it as is your is your ex wife or your ex husband still the main beneficiary on everything that you have. So estate planning is is a prominent thing for us to be thinking through. I know as a, as a young man, family uh, family man, I have four kids. Uh, my wife and I, uh, we have a trust in place uh, with things like meter distribution, which we can get into. All the things that help us uh, protect our kids. Also, you know, I have life insurance policies and assets. So as those things uh, flow into our trust, I don't want my kids to just be able to have a heyday with uh, the money that goes in there. So we were able to put restrictions on it and say, I'm going to do distributions over time that allow them to be more responsible, kind of give them a couple mulligans in case they blow it, that kind of deal. Well, and, and you know, we could, we could spend the show on this, on this, but, you know, look, I'm going to tell you my experience. I don't care how responsible your kids are. No one has experience dealing with millions of dollars. Yeah. That, that's, I don't care. Oh, well, my, my, my son is a, my daughter is a, is an engineer. They're very, they're very frugal. They, they know, they know how to manage money. No, they don't. They know how to manage their paycheck and pay their bills on time. They do not know how to manage $1.5 million in a life insurance policy, let alone everything else that you've got. And when that happens, you have no idea how the mindset changes and how they burn it, burn through that money and how many clients I have who, whose spouse died or whose mother or father, whoever goes to the next generation. And in five years with this, in their minds, astronomical amount of money, they're out of money. Mm-hmm. Because why? Because the person who died was the person who managed all the money all those years, and they are immersed, just like thrown into the water, yep. into an area that they don't understand. In their whole lives, they've been saying, well, I trust them implicitly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting to me because sometimes, well, you bring up a really good point when people say, well, you know, they're frugal. Well, you have to you have to understand it. Are they frugal because that's part of the character development, or are they frugal because they have to be right? Like in this season, they are forced to be frugal. Well, there's only so much you can do when you have a paycheck every 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 two weeks, right? <laughs> yeah, yep. I mean, you know, I know everybody thinks compared to everybody else. Who, frankly, a lot of people are really screwed up. Yeah, but the reality is the fact that somebody manages. A given amount of money with no more coming, and if they don't manage it, then they have no money for groceries. As much as that's a good thing, that doesn't demonstrate your capacity to manage large amounts of money to deal with investments and and longevity of your own life and maybe even your kids' lives. Yep, yep. Um, it's the difference between surviving and thriving, right? Right. Uh, and so it's different to try to have a survival mindset than it is to go, okay, how am I going to build wealth now? How am I going to thrive? What am I going to do differently to put myself in this strong position? And um, families can have a great opportunity to prepare their um, their children and their grandchildren by having proper estate plans put in place. And right now, unfortunately, um, let's see, almost half of Americans, no, more than half of Americans, I believe, uh, don't even have a will in place. Right. And that's the, that's like the, the standard. And now as you get older, typically people will get something in place. So like baby, baby boomers, 58% of baby boomers at least have a will in place. But for most people, there's nothing out there. And so, um, if there's like this preconceived notion, if you will, that estate plans are for the wealthy, that, um, that's something that wealthy people do. Well, listen, whether you have, whether you're a multimillionaire, maybe you only got a few bucks in the bank, um, you have an estate. And what happens after you pass, that's what's called the estate plan. So um, you can and you really should just create a document that specifies what do you want to happen with your estate. If you don't, you die in what's called intestate, which means that the state that you live in 
takes control of your assets. And then they decide where everything is going to go. And guess what? Their hourly rate is not very cheap. Well, their hourly <laughs> they have limitations on hourly rate and the, and the way that that the way that that reads is as long as their typical rate isn't different than the rate that they're that they're making available in in that proceeding, then they they're going to get paid. I believe the state's maximum is 550 an hour, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. $550 right. an hour. And more importantly, when you have a will, just know this. It's an interpreted document. Yeah. In other words, what you meant in your will, God forbid you wrote it off on a on a napkin at a restaurant. What you put in, what you put in a will is up for interpretation and contested. Abs and contested and contested. And remember something. No offense. Got a lot of great friends who are an attorney who are attorneys and in that profession. And I and I have great respect for that. But I'm going to tell you something. I get paid like attorneys. I get paid billable hours. So when an attorney says I can, I can defend that, or I can pursue that, or I can, I can do research. Here's what that means: billable hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, I, I think you bring up a really great point. When you do have a will, it is contestable, which means that people can literally come in. They can look up who died in the obituaries. And they can come and make claims against your state because it's a public process. Um, even more so, uh, I was I was told horror stories for um, a person who worked in a medical facility that they would literally there was a part of the department was to look for who died and then just send out medical bills towards that family because it, it has to be. Well, Nick, Nick, if we were attorneys, wouldn't that be a great way to generate leads? <laughs> yeah, oh, I gosh. mean. All we do is is do a mailer and and an email and a phone call to everybody who we know their parents have died yep. and they're dealing with a with you know anything like this it's automatic because they're th- as, as I just said they're thrown into the lake yeah. right yeah. they're scared to death they have no idea how to deal with it and man how many of those people are going to respond and say yes I need help yeah and and one of the things that always hits my mind is not so much even the financial part right the financial part can be horrific it can it can just completely completely tax the estate. But I think about the family dynamics that get thrown into this and the relationships that the work. fights and the wars. Exactly. The, you know, that was dad's dad would have wanted me to have that shotgun, right? Or I helped dad with the business that all these years, where were you? And all of these things that can be interpreted through the will, or if there's nothing in place are, are just going to be fought out. And so sometimes just not having that estate plan is really setting your family up. <sighs> For wars and fights that don't need to be had because there's not clarity. This is such an important thing, and and I and I, I man, I I don't know how to bang people over the head with this because so often, and I know you hear this too. Let them deal with it when I'm gone. Yeah, um, or the other side of this, what, right? meaning that's a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other side of this is we have clients that will come in. Um, and they're like, I need an estate plan. And we're like, okay, well, talk to me about that. Like, why is that? Why do you want to move forward, you know, in the process in, re- in regards to that? And they said, well, I just got done with my ha- settling my parents' estate. And I want to make sure my kids never go through what we just went through. And so all of a sudden it becomes a prominent thing for them because they've experienced the pain of not having a plan in place. So I, I'm probably I'm certain uh, that I've said this before, but I'm gonna say it because it's so germane to the point you just made. I've sat in the reading of wills and or the distribution of property when when people have died, and I've watched siblings 
find out that a particular item, I don't know what you said. What'd you say? Like that? a dad shotgun. She had shotgun. And, 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 you know, never mind the fact that maybe the actual assets were properly distributed. So these things are very, you know, menial and, and less important in the scheme of things. However, mom gave this daughter the sewing machine. Dad gave this son the shotgun and the other sibling or siblings don't talk to this person for the rest of their lives because in their minds that should have been theirs and dad never talked to anybody or mom never talked yeah, to anybody yeah. and now there's no time and no one left to defend the action that took place which might have remedied the situation yeah. but because mom and dad had this position that let them deal with it when I'm gone they ruined the family dynamic and now they are at war with each other forever yeah yeah. That was that's that's completely disruptive to the family and was the opposite of what they were hoping for. Yeah, they they spent all this time saving and all these this time being diligent with their own assets to try to build a great future for the next generation, only to see the relational aspect torn apart. Right, um, right. So that's that's big, but um, you know, really, the first step when it comes to estate planning is you have to figure out and come to terms like whether it's yourself or, or with you and your spouse, you know, what is it that you want to do? You can, you can go online and you can do your research. You can get, you can get a will online or you can get an attorney or something like that. But you need to think through things like, okay, when we're gone, who are we going to trust to facilitate this? Who do we know is going to interpret what we're saying correctly? Who do we know is going to be fair um, and you, and you make sure that you, you touch on those things and you select, you know, who's going to be your, your trustee or who's going to be your executor, um, and who's going to facilitate the distribution and handle any proceedings that need to take place. And then you have to have a backup because it's what happens, what happens if something happens to them or they refuse to take it on. You got to have somebody as a backup. So just starting the, the conversation of, okay, what are we going to do? Who are we going to leave in charge? How do we want to handle this? Um, is really just the first step of it. And then, and, and that's kind of all the after we're gone. And, um, Todd, you guys, I, I'm sure you know about this, like the living will. That's the one that a lot of people, it, it's interesting. A lot of people really don't want to do that one. Like the will while you're living, uh, is something that people want to avoid. Well, they don't even want to talk about any of it. So, I mean, this is almost, almost comical. Um, but and the other thing I would throw in there is, is that you want you would like to have a disinterested party who's yeah. got a copy of the will and someone who can step forward and validate things because what you know one of the things that I can tell you that I've learned time and time again is that everybody looks at what they what they read or what they see in the context of of their life and 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 what they know or don't know meaning one is fluent in this area and one is not mm-hmm. So when that happens, you read something to two people and you get two completely different interpretations. Yeah. So who's going to break that stalemate and how's that, how's that going to happen? So, and then when the money comes, as we already talked, we've got to deal with protecting people from themselves. So yeah. you had talked about how the plan for how they're going to use the money or you're going to set up a 671 grantor trust that's, or, or maybe you're going to deal with, with a, with a trust that is a spendthrift trust yeah. that will yeah. only allow a person to get this much money at this juncture in 
time. And then there may be even a litmus test as to whether or not they can get the money even when it is that time because we want someone else to come in and say that this is a good idea or not. All those things yeah. can be built into a plan. Yeah, and and that's that's huge. And, and so I don't... As funny as it may sound, it's like you can have control beyond the grave. Right, <laughs> you right. Can, you can continue to discipline and, and help your kids be organized or your family members be organized beyond the grave. You know, um, like I was saying with ours, with the the meter distribution and the spendthrift clause as well. Um, so, like, because our children are still young, um, we my my family members would take over taking care of our kids. So, what I wanted to do is to make sure that I could avoid spendthrift from even family. You know, I trust my family, love my family, but again, nobody has experience handling large sums of money until they're handling large sums of money. Right. Um, so because I can put in things like, you know, there's no more than $10,000 per child per year for um, needs, you know, like uh, non, like non-specified needs. Um, so you, you can start to allocate, okay, anything that's above and beyond education or any of these other types of things. Like you could, because people could be like, my, I think your kid needs a new house to oh. live in. <laughs> well, that's a good, I can make that argument for myself. I mean, you know. <laughs> so you just, you avoid some of those things. But um, before I was mentioning the living will, and the living will is, is all about uh, what do you want to happen in regards to medical treatments um, towards the, if you were deemed incapacitated, incompetent, or even towards the end of life, you know, what do you want to, uh, to happen with resuscitation or tube feeding or, uh, organ, uh, or tissue donations? Um, all of these things need to be addressed because we don't, you know, if it comes time to pull the plug, you don't want your kids to feel the burden that they have to make a decision. Um, you want those things specified ahead of time and saying, you know, in this type of scenario, this is what happens. Because I've seen, I've, I've talked and sat with people. It's like, yeah, my, my brother, I mean, there's three of us. My my brothers and myself thought that, you know, it was time. So we took a vote. And now after that, my sister doesn't talk to either of us anymore. So this is called a healthcare directive mm-hmm. that Nick is talking about. And it is, it is fundamental to every plan. People make their own wills. They don't do them. Uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, and it's a bit like inheriting the life insurance, which by the way, if you think about this now, remember something, if the, if the brunt of your estate is life insurance, just remember something that means that you weren't very good at amassing money or managing money. And now you're thrusting this onto someone who never learned anything from you because how could they, you didn't know how to do it either. So, you know, it's, it, 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 there's, if there's a, if there's a point to be made, about managing large sums of money, nothing could be better than the fact that when people win lottery, uh, win lotteries, they have virtually in most states eliminated lump sum distributions because they know in three to five years, most people are broke. Never mind that they want a million dollars or more because mm-hmm. they don't know how to manage that money. And whatever a person is, it just tends to, it, it just tends to, to enhance what they are. And a lot of people want more than what they have, and that's real easy to justify. We're going to take a break here uh, and come back talking to Nick, folks, with Great Waters Financial, and it is Great Waters Financial Retirement Radio, about how to structure yourself to take care of the people you love. You work hard your whole life. If you're going to leave them something, don't throw them in the water with no life jacket. This is what the retirement planning is for the people you love and and leave behind. So if you go to work every day with the idea that you're taking care of people, 
bear in mind that an estate plan is an extension to that and could be the most important thing you do. We'll be right back. Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Well, it's here again. The holidays are right around the corner and everyone wants to have their holiday lights before it's too late. Everyone likes to procrastinate, but who wants to be up on the roof in November? Everyone loves holiday lights, especially when they're tastefully done. This year, have professionals do your holiday lights. If you want the best lights in the neighborhood, simply call 612-423-3059. To see Todd Rooker's home, Go to theholidaylightcompany.com, then go to gallery. Happy holidays. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave, but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions.
What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to SMA2DAY.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Hey, hey, welcome back, everybody. Got Nick Folks here. We're talking about estate planning, something that is near and dear to my heart. I was just talking to Nick at the break and talking about the fact that I, five weeks ago, had a stroke. And you know what? It could all ended right there. This was not a minor stroke. It was a major stroke. They did not expect that I'd be able to talk for many, many months. Mm-hmm. A lot of really horrific things happened that, that caused me while laying in ICU, which I was in for two weeks, to really think about... Are my kids, my wife, going to be able to handle this with me gone if I don't make it through here? And that's how fast it happens. And I don't want to get, you know, depressing and morbid and all of those acronyms there. But um, the reality is it just everything changes overnight. And, of course, the thing is I'm not overweight. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have high cholesterol. I don't have diabetes. I don't smoke. And I rarely drink. So everything that relates to a stroke does not relate to me. And so I'm really just trying to make this point that if you think you're healthy as a horse, which, by the way, I'm a, I'm a lifter. I love lifting. And I know may, if Roy Muller's out there, he knows we, we lift lifted in those days heavy, and I still do. And in most gyms, I was always the strongest guy pound for pound in the gym. Two days before I went into ICU, I squatted a full deep squat five reps with 495 pounds because at the age of 60, not too far away, I wanted to be able to squat and deadlift four times body weight. That was my goal. And I'm going to tell you, the night before it happened, I felt strong as a horse and it hit me like a sledgehammer and the world changed overnight. And when I finally did come home, I came home with a walker. And being in ICU caused me to lose 30 pounds, and I spent just shy of $600,000 in medical bills in two weeks and four days. So, just so you know that I have some sense of all of this estate planning and how horrific it can be. And look, as Nick asked me, do you have an estate plan? Yes, I do. But I still laid in bed 
thinking about how in the world my dear sweet wife and my children whom I love so dearly would handle this with me gone because there was a a significant amount of time where it was really touch and go as to whether or not I was going to make it out of that hospital ever. So that's what happens to us, folks. So if you're, you know, you're 50 years old, you're 45 years old, you think it'll never happen. Hey, I just made the point that the age of most widows, average, average, always remember when you get averages, you got half the, half the people who are in that study or that poll who are older and half who are younger and they're 59 years old. Who would ever think? So can it happen to you? Heck yeah. It can happen to anybody. Yeah. So, you know, um, the other thing that I also wanted to bring up, which will lead us into where we're going, is that if you have succeeded financially at, at, at great, uh, you know, at, at great desperation, because in, in life, it's two steps forward, one step back, and you bloody your hands and you go through a significant learning curve as to how to succeed. And it's not easy. It's hard. If you're self-made, it's hard. Yeah. Well, you love your kids dearly. You trust them. Maybe you worked hard. They went to good schools. They're responsible and respectful. But you know what? They don't have the rule book that you learned over a lifetime as to how to create that money and protect it. And now you're thrusting it upon them with no rule book and with no way to protect it. Yeah. Without an estate plan, yeah. just know that's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing that based on human nature we 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 kind of overlook that a little bit there you know we we overlook the tuition we paid to the school of hard knocks to learn how to appreciate and uh how to respect finances um over the years and then all of a sudden it is thrust upon us and it can change everything for people um i mean even you know i feel like even in my own journey as i grew in my own experience of managing wealth and getting uh, more and more exposed to it. There was just, there's bumps and bruises that you have to learn along the way um, that have changed the way that I look. What? Hard won lessons. Yeah, yeah. And you learn quickly because you get your fingers bloody, <laughs> right? right? But it changes how you want your um, your children and those after you to experience it, right? And the lessons. Um, so so that's really what it's it's about when it comes to the estate plan. It's making sure that when, when moving forward that you... You truly do set your your family up to be blessed and not burdened by what they're receiving, and and, and you know the the statistics are that only half half of the people who are who are out there have a will, and you need to know that a will is like the most fundamental thing because the reality is, as we know in the business of finance, the vast majority probably going to need a a, a trust, yep. or at the very least, they're going to need to make sure that all of their beneficiaries are going to the right people to avoid probate, yep. and they don't even have a will, let alone any of those other considerations, right? Yeah, I, you know, whether it's transfer on death deeds or um, PODs on all your accounts. If you Transfer want, upon death, yep, PODs, so, yep, Todd, so, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so that just means that, like, for example, you can put a transfer on death on your property um, so that when you pass away, this property automatically goes to fill in the blank, your son, your daughter, your wife, uh, your wife it, naturally, but your son or your daughter or, or grandchildren if you're doing some type of generational skipping. But you can you can set these things up ahead of time Um to simplify the estate, but a lot of people will probably need a trust in place. And even before you, 
you you start looking at the the major documents. I always try to tell people make sure you get the the uh, what I refer to as a legal seatbelt on, which is your powers of attorney. So that's like your healthcare power of attorney and your financial power of attorney. Now the healthcare power of attorney is big, and and some letters you might want to write down: H I P A A, Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, HIPAA. All right, it's the privatization of all of your medical information, um, and without proper HIPAA uh, statutes inside of a powers of attorney, your spouse. Your spouse has no right to your medical re- records without you signing off. Okay, so you know, I, I would when I would teach classes, I would tell people like, you know, I'm driving home tonight. I hit a deer, and one of my coworkers is behind me, and they they call the ambulance. They call my wife. She meets me at the hospital. She comes running in. Where's my husband? Where's my husband? Where's my husband? And they say, ma'am, who are you? Well, I'm 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 Shelly Folks. I'm I'm his wife. Oh, okay. Do you have a Power of attorney? No, then I'm sorry, man. We can't tell you anything. If I haven't signed that, if I'm unconscious, if I'm incapacitated, and we don't have a power of attorney on record that she's able to utilize, she doesn't have any right to me. Isn't that shocking? She doesn't have rights to what should happen in my medical treatment. She has to go through a process to get guardianship over me so that she can speak to what should be happening to Wait, me. Meaning that the point could be moot by the time something major happens. Exactly. That's So having that in place, where you, whether it's your spouse or your child or whomever it may be, and, and make sure you update this because maybe it was your spouse, your spouse passes away, that needs to be updated to make sure that your children or whoever is going to be able to know medically what's happening to you and be able to see uh, what are you being diagnosed with, what medications are being given to you, what choices need to be made for your health. Um, so that power of attorney, a legal seatbelt to make sure that you can actually communicate with your spouse in case anything were to happen to you. So that's the first one. That's the healthcare power of attorney. Such profound issues. And the frustrating part is how many people aren't listening because they believe that an estate plan is for rich people and they don't qualify, so they're tuning it out. We all have information that flows right at us every day, and we're picking things out of the air that we think pertain mm, to us, and we're not so listening to anything else. The reality is this this pertains to so many people who don't think it does. Oh, yeah. It pertains to any and everybody who could possibly end up in a hospital and need someone to be able to speak to their medical condition. I mean, as a representative, just just the planning, just for the sheer purpose of if you have any assets at all, whether or not you necessarily need an estate plan because of the level or the or the number of assets that you have, just to protect your family to help them manage the money. That alone, but you know, Nick, people are cheap. Yeah, you know they're cheap. <laughs> you know, and I just I want to beat people because they're cheap, cheap, cheap. And look, as a financial advisor, I know you wouldn't say that. And in the years that I did that, I didn't either. But the reality is, they're worried about an estate plan that may cost them two, three, four thousand dollars. And by not having one, it'll cost the estate and the family tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands oh, of dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know I mean, it's just stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. it's it's not putting weight in the proper place. The pre, like, it, if you think about it this way, um, so the financial power of attorney, right? People want to be able to uh, help you pay your bills if you're deemed incompetent, incapacitated, you need something. How are they going to do that? How are they going to do that? Because you can say, well, they're listed as a beneficiary on my account. Well, that's only if you die. So who's going to access funds on your behalf 
in your accounts or se- if what happens uh Todd you just said you it was $600,000 <laughs> in medical bills shocking so let's 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 uh put that just in an average everyday person's situation you're uh uh you're married even do you have $600,000 in a joint account <laughs> no where are you going to go you need the 401k well how are you going to do that if you don't have a power of attorney to actually be able to access your spouse's 401k. You're in spouse's- between jobs and, you, and you've and you got a window where you didn't have any coverage. And oh my God. Yeah. Like, what are you Just liquidated do? all you have. Even if you have coverage. So let's say you get an 80-20% coverage. So now you have $600,000 bill. Only 80% of that's going to be covered by insurance. So now what are you going to do with the other 20% that you're responsible for? Do you have that laying around in the bank? Are you going <laughs> to... You're going to try to take out a home equity line when your spouse has to be able to sign on that home equity line? So that's what I'm, I'm oh, trying yeah, to Oh, yeah, and by people. the way, your spouse doesn't have an income, so she can't qualify for a HELOC. Yeah, so now you're sitting there going, okay. Which is, by the way, a part of the planning, too. <laughs> you know, if you're going to get it, get it while you still can, as opposed to when you're in trouble. Yeah. So stupid, I'm, stupid thing, but people don't think about that. I'm sitting here looking at it, and, I'm, and I talk to people, and I'm like, you guys don't have, like, a financial power of attorney. If anything major happens... Can you actually access the bulk of the assets if necessary? So, so let me ask you something. What? Just, just to be clear, in your mind, other than the fact that I already believe that most people should have an estate plan. Now, yeah. look, I'm warped in my thinking, but I'm also the guy who, when you come and talk to me, I say you need to have an LLC, even though your CPA says you can be a sole proprietor. And I say, yeah, that's because your CPA is just like you. They are cheap. And they think because the cost of filing and keeping your your business current is more money than it's worth. Never mind the fact that if somebody sues you and you don't have that separate entity, they take everything you own as opposed to just the assets within the LLC. But of course, you know, you're trying to save yourself 200 bucks. Stupid plan. Okay. But Back to my point, I digress. <laughs> tell me, tell me, what are the things that distinguish when a client comes in to you that says this person should be seriously considering an estate plan as opposed to simply doing a will? Yeah, so of course, level of assets are going to play in, but even uh, number of children that are involved in the situation, closeness of the children involved in the situation, number of properties that are involved in the situation as a whole, first marriage, second marriage, um, any outstanding debts or medical, like what is the history? What is your current financial um, history? and oh, so, so real quick, would you just say probate is a process specifically to distribute your assets to all creditors before anybody gets any money. Exactly. So um, are you a business owner? Well, do you want everything in your business made public suddenly? No. Do you want it to continue? Do you want them to sell it for 50 cents on the dollar? Yeah, so privatize. So really the the trust. And and then one of the simplest questions is how private of a person are you? Because a trust is the privatization of your estate where a will is a public showing of your estate. So, I mean, that simple question alone, like are, if you're private, well then, hey, you might want to consider You don't want it. everybody knowing what you did or didn't have. Yeah, what you, like, because it becomes record. It's on record of what you had and where it went and who has it. So, uh, but there's so many pieces that you need to be looking at and just thinking through and just asking yourself, okay, um, what do I want to spot? What do I want to specifically go to this child or that child? Do you want to do generational planning? Do you want to do distribution? Because you can't use a will to do ongoing distributions. 
It doesn't work that way. Or to or to limit the amount of funds that you want to go at a specific time. Exactly. So you need to be looking at how am I going to utilize a trust or something like that. And and although you love the person who you who you put in charge, doesn't it make sense to have someone overlook this and make sure that they're actually managing it in a, yeah. in a way yeah. where, as you heard me say, they're disinterested, they have no benefit one way or the other, but they're looking at things objectively, which none of us are completely cap- capable of, Yeah, right? We can all justify why we want to do what we do in the first place, right? So we just, <laughs> we do what we do and then we tell everybody we did it because of this, but in fact, we didn't. And so having someone to do that, these are all reasons why this type of planning are so critical. We're going to take another break here. We're, we're talking about estate planning and we're talking about wills. We're talking about trust. We're talking about something that frankly, just about everybody needs regardless of age. These guys at Great Waters Financial are educators. They will put together a plan no matter what age you are. You live, if it costs you 7000 15000 5000 whatever it costs you to live, they'll build inflation into that. They'll tell you how much you need as a lump sum to be able to become financially independent and moreover to retire at the time that you want. That process is invaluable. Estate planning is another thing above and beyond that these guys do for you and help educate you on. And if you want this stuff, which God forbid, why wouldn't you, you need to call all these guys at Great Waters Financial. What's your phone number, Nick? Yeah, it's 612-360-2127. And they can also go to your website, which is? GreatWatersFinancial.com. Beautiful. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back talking with Nick Folks, And this is Great Waters Retirement Radio. We'll be right back. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. For convenient offices in the Twin Cities, greatwatersfinancial.com. Oh, I'm hearing the smooth jazz again, and that means it's time to call in. 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255, and the hosts will answer your call live on the air. 
The Lone Ranger and Tonto. Yes. Laurel and Hardy. Oh, yes. Butch and Sundance. That's right. Turner and Hooch. Okay. Tango and Cash. Uh, all right. Starsky okay. and Hutch. Uh, Itchy and Scratchy. Okay. Batman and Robin. Thank you. Got the idea. It's that every superhero needs a sidekick. That's why when Jason Walgrave needs help for his customers, he calls on Mike Overson at Leader One Financial. Find out how to get started on making your plan today at applywithmike.com because he's super. Laverne and Shirley. Exactly. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures, on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY or go online to SMA2DAY.com The Lone Ranger and Tonto Yes Laurel and Hardy Oh yes Butch and Sundance That's right Turner and Hooch Okay Tango and Cash uh, Alright Starsky okay. and Hutch uh, Itchy and Scratchy Okay Batman and Robin Thank you Got the idea It's that every superhero needs a sidekick That's why when Jason Walgrave needs help for his customers he calls on Mike Overson at Leader One Financial Find out how to get started on making your plan today at applywithmike.com because he's super Laverne and Shirley exactly you're listening to cover your assets with Todd Rooker hey hey welcome back everybody uh, this is a uh, just a, a colossal issue that everyone should be concerned with and I and I'm just gonna say look I mean it, you know I, I laugh and I say people are cheap well look vast majority of you no offense are gonna fall into that bucket you know, I'm 300 bucks an hour, and if you paid me a retainer of 3,000 bucks, you'd be questioning what you're going to come to see me with because you're so fearful you're, you're getting charged 300 bucks an hour when you're sitting with me. That's a frustration to me because the things that I can say to you can save you tens of thousands of dollars in the leverage in that, provided that you actually listen and do it, is far and away worth more than that. Estate planning is exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it costs you some money. It's painful. You have to bleed in so much as you have to pay for it. But let me tell you what. 
the value and the consolation of knowing you've handled it yeah. is invaluable. So picking up the phone and talking to people who deal with this stuff every day at Great Waters and then giving you a sense of whether you're on track uh, in terms of what you're putting away or more importantly, what you're not putting away yep. is just simply invaluable. So we talked before the break specifically about what are the, some of the things that drive you to need an estate plan versus just beneficiary changes and or a will, which I frankly don't think of a will as being much of anything, mm-hmm. honestly. But look, that's just me. That said, most people don't even have a will. And here you are, 45, 55 years old, and you haven't even thought about it. Yeah. So tell me, what are some of the other major considerations for people or things that they should have as takeaways here that might drive them to want to pursue this? Yeah, I think that the the major considerations are, okay, so at Great Waters, one of the things we really look at is helping people live greatly, um, which is different for every person. Everybody has different aspirations of of what living greatly looks like for them. Um, But one of the things that will be sitting in the back of your mind as you go through retirement, as you go through your experiences as you take that trip and you get on that plane, man, we still don't have the estate plan. <laughs> That's so, a good one. So here we are. We're, we've created the 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 economic model that's going to allow you to do the things you want to be able to do in retirement. We've sold off the right investments. We've done the most tax efficient manner for you to be able to take this money out to go enjoy this trip. And then you get on the plane and then the two of you look at each other and you say, we really should have a will. Because right as that plane starts to take off and it's a little bit shaky, that's where all those thoughts start to pop in your head. Is everything up to date? Is everything ready? So how much less freedom and joy do you experience on that trip? Because the whole time you're thinking about, oh, yeah, I would love to go scuba diving, but I don't have that estate plan in place. I don't have those things in order. And it shows up in the littlest ways that people don't realize that sub, that you're, you're subconsciously sabotaging the the experience for yourself because you didn't necessarily plan in the way that you, you should have planned on the front end. So, it, I mean, it can come down to things like that, your ability to actually enjoy the experiences that you're engaged with because you know you haven't properly planned if anything should go wrong. And so, so look, at the end of the day, I, I, I agree with you. I think the consolation, which is the term I used, is so important. And that said, if you're one of those people who has really succeeded and done well, well, then your estate plan may be inclusive of not only your children, but your children's children, something known as a legacy plan, yeah. which limits the yeah. way that your kids can can handle that money and ensures that the money will pass to the next generation. And if you think that's crazy, just know that wealthy people have been doing this for time immemorial, and they've had vastly more time to think about it than you. So oh. there's a lot to this. Yeah, we've got clients that come in that'll have... Um, Trusts and plans that are set up where, for example, we may be managing the account, but they they only have access to the dividends from the account each year because the actual principal value is to be held for the grandchildren. Right. So it's building over time for the grandchildren and they get access to the dividends on an annual basis. So you have to have somebody that's going to manage those dividend distributions. That's why it's so important to have somebody who's an actual uh, planning team around you to help sort that out, right? Because you don't want to violate the rules of the trust and then now you have some type of legal issue because you access principal dollars inappropriately. Um, So it's protection from yourself. That's why it's important. Another major thing that comes in is if you're carrying a lot of life insurance, 
Why not have an irrevocable life insurance trust? Why not have those assets flowing to something so you can create a distribution schedule that's going to be more appropriate for beneficiaries? So um, having those types of estate plans are incredibly important, especially if you're carrying large amounts of life insurance as well. So and, and, and you know, the 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 other thing that's worth mentioning here is the real value of money. Because the truth of the matter is, is that giving people lump sums of money is not nearly so beneficial as teaching them, as in things like education and business planning. So when you have a, an amount of money that you might want to go to your kids or, or your grandkids, maybe the first things you want to cover is an education so that they can succeed, not regardless, not, not regarding specifically the money, but just the education to make good, sound financial decisions, whether they're the ones who earn the money or receive it from you. Yep. So those are things that, you know, if you want to create a legacy for your family, long-term success, because you know what? You never had it. And you want to do this yeah. for your family. Well, then there are tenants, which is to say pillars specifically that you want to be concerned yep. with. And those are all in the planning process, yep. right? Exactly. Um, and so the nice thing is that when people sit down with with an actual planning team, like for our team over at Great Waters, um, it's not just about, you know, what do you have in your 401k? What is your... Uh, what do you have in your non-qualified accounts? Um, it's really a journey and a conversation about where do they want to be able to go in the give future. Us your, give us your contact number real quick. Yep, 612-360-2127. Great Waters Retirement Radio. Hope you enjoyed it. Call these people. It's worth every penny, and they offer free consultations, and we'll do a plan for you. I'm telling you. Give them a call. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Zero, zero. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. Score North on AM 1500 KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis, 94.5 KSTP FM St. Paul HD2 and on Score